All right, I think everybody's back. So Chris and Bibi are camping, and Chris asked me to share this morning, so I'm going to share with you. My name's Kelly Birch. Um, been around here for a while. Now she's going to share with you this morning. If you don't have a handout, it looks like this, and they're in the back. Don't get scared, okay? <laughs> um, I'm a teacher. This is called a graphic organizer. It's basically just a way to take notes. Um, so if you would like, I think this would be helpful. Obviously, you don't have to, but that's what this is for. We're going to be filling. No, there's no test. And there's no spelling test either, because some of these spellings are pretty crazy. OK, so this morning, I'm going to be talking about the names of God. And um, like I said, I'm a school teacher. So thankfully, we're not asked to like create everything that we have to teach. We use books a lot to teach from. So when I was preparing this morning, I have this book called The Names of God. And um, it's a Bible study book. And I got a lot of the information that I'm sharing today out of this book. So I just wanted to give credit to this book. Okay. Um, and today my goal really is to encourage you and to just teach you who God is. I asked Skip to sing the song Waymaker. I know we do that song a lot, but um, that's who God is. Like all those things, like he's the miracle worker, he's the promise keeper, things like that. Um, today we're going to be looking mostly at names in the Old Testament. And um, like I said, it's just to encourage you and to teach you, really. Um, and there's power in the name of Jesus, in the name of God. Because so Jesus is God, right? We know that. Um, so knowing his names helps us to know him better and helps us to know how to pray better and hopefully will encourage us. Um, so when I was 18 which was a couple years ago, um, I had the pleasure and the, the privilege to go to Bible college. God called me to go to Bible college in Rhode Island. And when I was there, um, one of the classes that everybody has to take is a class called theology. Um, and you go, oh, theology. You know, it's a big, fat book. And you did have to take a test there, but I won't make you take a test here. Um, so... Any of you grammar geeks, any of you spelling geeks, um, if you take the word theology and break it apart, does anybody know what ology means? The study of. So like biology would be the study of life. Or um, technology, the study of, right, OK. So Theo, which is um, a dog's name that I know, um, Theo. Um, means God, okay? Theos, theos means God. So theology would be what? The study of God, okay? Um, why would we need to study God? To learn more. Are there fake gods out there? Yes. Are there um, close things that maybe look like God that are fake gods out there? Yes. So as Christians, um, we need to know the real thing so that we can make sure that what we're going into or being a part of is really God. So I think it's really important that we study who God is in God's word. So everything I'm talking about today comes right out of 
the word of God, okay? Um, feelings are good, um, but feelings can lead us astray, so you really, really need to be careful that you're getting your instruction from the word of God, okay? I know Chris talks about that a lot. So let's look at the Bible to find out who our God is, okay? So if you look at our little paper, I didn't number it, but the first name is Elohim, okay? You got me? And that's actually a plural for L, okay? And the reference is Genesis 1. What was happening in Genesis 1? Creation. God was making everything, right? So Elohim, or El, is the first and the oldest name of God in the Bible. It's used 32 times in just chapter 1 of Genesis. So when God created, God created, God created, it's all going to be Elohim. Okay. So the meaning, which you're going to write down, is just God. That's an easy one. It talks about God being creative and a mighty creator. Now, why is it Elohim and not El? Well, it could be because he's a trinity. And it could be because he's the God of gods. Like he's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. Like he's above all the other gods. It's used 200 times. In the Bible, in the Old Testament, in Elohim, El is used 200 times. And Elohim is used 2,500 times in the Old Testament. So when you um, use it that much, we should probably know what it means, right? So on the notes part, you can write whatever you want or just not, but it means God, okay? So when you hear El or Elohim in front of another word, like we're going to look at the next few it really means the God who does something, okay? So number two is El Roy, R-O-I. And this was in Genesis 15 and 16. And the meaning is it's the God who sees me. Okay? It's the God who sees me. Now, not like... The other one we just talked about, this one was only used once. And it was in the story of Hagar. And I had to go back and remember who Hagar is. So sorry, Chris. Um, Hagar was, remember Abraham and Sarah? Um, Hagar was Sarah's maid, her servant, that she sent Abraham to. And then Sarah treated her really, really bad. So she ran away. Okay? So Hagar left. And... The God who sees me was used when God went and found Hagar after she had run away and said, hey, I see you, and I know you, and you need to come back. So God sees us. He knows us. He knows our future. He knows the good stuff we do. He knows the bad stuff we do, and he still loves us. Um, so if you feel like nobody sees you, Elroy is the God who sees you. Is the God who sees me. Um, number three is El Shaddai. And if you're old, like me, that's an old song. It's an old Amy Grant song. And that was in Genesis 17. Um, talking to Abraham. Again, we're still kind of in Abraham. 
when God made the covenant with Abraham that I'm going to be with you and you're going to be my people and I'm going to be your God, <clears throat> El Shaddai is the name that he used. Um, it means God Almighty. Um, and another reference is Job. So if you know anything about Job, he was the guy who lost everything. He was very sick. His children died. He lost his home. He lost his business. He lost his family. His wife turned against him. Um, in Job, we see El Shaddai a lot because he knew that no matter what was going on, that God was still God Almighty. So it really reminds us that God is strong and his promises are solid. Um, it's used 31 times in the book of Job and 17 other times in the Bible. Okay. So this is kind of a history lesson for you guys, a theology lesson today. Let me know if I'm going too fast. Okay. All right, number four is El Olam or El Olam, O-L-A-M. And we see this in Genesis 21. And again, we're still talking about Abraham and Sarah. And this is when God fulfilled his promise. So when Isaac was born, God said, I am the everlasting and eternal God. And that's what El Olam means, everlasting and eternal God. No beginning, no end, Alpha and Omega, like God. Okay. And it's used 400 times. And again, it talks about God's everlasting, not ending, laws, promises, and kingdom. So, so far, God's pretty awesome. So when we're praying and when we're singing, like, know that you're not just, like, throwing up words to the universe or sending good vibes. Okay, good vibes don't do anything. Um, good thoughts really don't do anything. But praying to the God of creation, that's going to do something. Amen? All right. That was my little preach part. All right, number five, Elkanah, K-A-N-N-A, came out of Deuteronomy 4. Um, anybody want to guess what that one might be about? What was going on in Deuteronomy? You don't know what's going on in Deuteronomy? No, it's kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, it was the Old Testament. It was, it was the Ten Commandments, okay? So Elkanah means consuming fire or jealous God. This is the name that's used in the Ten Commandments when God says, you can't have any more gods except for me. I'm the only one. He's a jealous God. So um, he wants us to himself. He doesn't want us sometimes. He doesn't want us part of the time. He doesn't want part of our life. He doesn't want, it when, doesn't want us when it's convenient. Um, it's like a marriage. You can't just be married part of the time. God wants us all the time. And there's only one God. 
So, um, like I said, there's some weird stuff out there where people can kind of put Jesus in with other gods. That's not God. Um, there's a big building right over here. That's not God. If they put anything up against God, it's not God. That's why we need to know who the real God is, okay, because it gets kind of tricky if you don't know that. Um, has anybody ever seen those, uh, what is it? It's a bumper sticker. It's like um, coexist. I hate that thing, right? You can have all of these things, and they throw God in there. That's not God. Um, so if somebody taught you that, that, would, that that's what it was, or if you think that's what it is, it's not. That's not what God says. All right, number six. This is a cool one. Yahweh. Who's ever heard of Yahweh? Okay. Um, it's used 6,800 times in the Old Testament, and it's considered God's personal name. So under the meaning, you can write, I am who I am. When God spoke to Moses, this is what he said. It's God's personal name. Um, and it was only used by priests during temple worship. So people just couldn't go around saying this name because it was God's name. It was super, super, super holy. And after the temple was destroyed, they changed it to Adonai. They didn't even say it anymore because it was so holy. And um, let me make sure I get this right. They took out, so when they read the Bible, instead of saying Yahweh, they would say Adonai when they read the, when they read the law. And um, the Hebrew version, when they wrote the Bible, when they wrote the Old Testament, doesn't have any vowels, like A-E-I-O-U. So it became Y-H-W-H. -H. Okay, that's what that is. So it's still Yahweh, it's just spelled different because they don't use vowels. And when it was later translated into German, it became Jehovah. So Yahweh and YHWH and Jehovah are all the same thing. And I know that there's still some Jewish people that won't say the name Jehovah because it's holy. You sometimes will see it just with the just with part of that. Okay? So that's God's personal name. And again, we're going to talk about some other things tacked onto that that are what God is like. So not really his last name, but you can see like Elena, Elena who leads the youth group, right? <laughs> That's like what she does, right? Or Dale, Dale the nurse, okay? Okay. So the next one is Jehovah Jireh. Who's heard of that? If you've been around for a minute, you might have heard of Jehovah Jireh. And that means the Lord will provide or the Lord who provides. There's tons and tons of scriptures about God providing in the Old Testament and the New Testament. If we're God's child, he's going to provide. We're never going to be without. Um, and it was used 
again with Abraham. If you know the story of Abraham and Isaac, God said, okay, this child that I gave you, Isaac, now I want you to give him back. But I'm going to provide for you. So just trust me and let's go. So Abraham and Isaac went up to Mount Moriah, and um, Abraham was ready to sacrifice his son. Um, and right at the very, very last minute, God provided a ram so he could sacrifice that instead. So God provided. And I didn't know this, but um, Mount Moriah is about a quarter mile from Calvary, where Jesus was the cross. So that really is the ultimate provision, right? Um, raise your hand, please, if God has provided for you. If you know, like, wow, like, like, wow. Like, he does all the time. He gives us food. He gives us a house. He gives us a job. But, like, miraculous, like, dude, God showed up, right? So, click, click. Um, when I first moved out here, I was 25, and I didn't have a job, and I had about $200, and um, I had left a job in Massachusetts, and I had sold my car, and my dad was kind of, like, fix, like finishing that up for me. But we lived out here, and we were, like, poor. We didn't, like, have money. We couldn't afford a refrigerator yet. So we were going to the dollar store, but buying the stuff that you didn't have to refrigerate. I mean, it was, like, we were poor. And one day... Um, we were sitting in the living room. We lived over on D Street, one of the old houses in Marysville. And it had a, um, a mail slot, like a metal mail slot. So when the mail came, it clicked. You could hear the of the, the metal thing. So one day, I think I was crying and, uh, okay, bawling. And, like, we don't have any money and what's going to happen? And, uh, who's done that? Right? Oh, okay. All right. So you can probably guess what happened. We heard the click, click, and the mail came, and it was like my last paycheck and the check for my car, and it like all came on the same day. So ever since then, like he just said, we've been married almost 30 years. If things get a little tight, we know God's going to come through. So we just kind of say click, click. And, oh, yeah, remember that time when God had our back? So God, he's Jehovah Jireh. I mean, so many times, in so many ways, he's our provider. Um, and sometimes you have to get to that point of crying to remember that. Um, so now we have a big house, and I have a good job, and we have cars that start, and we have a refrigerator. Um, so it's easy to kind of say, thanks, God, but, like, now I got it. But you got to be careful that you don't do that because God is the one that gave you all that stuff. So, so God is Jehovah Jireh. My provider, his grace is sufficient for me. It's an old school song. Okay. All right, the next one. Isn't this cool? Isn't God awesome? All right, the next one is Jehovah Rapha or Rapha. Anybody heard of that one? Jehovah Rapha? Okay, thank you. That comes from Exodus 15, 26. And it's the Lord who heals. Is God a healer? Yes, he is. It's used 67 times in the Old Testament. 
It's the God who heals. Um, and of course, Jesus is our great physician, right? Um, but this is before that. This is the Old Testament. And this is a word that means um, mending, repairing, restoring. Okay, so it's not just your body. It's just fixing or bringing it back to what it's supposed to be. So in the Bible, it talks about um, God delivering us from sickness, from demons, from death, from sin. Um, heals our body, heals our mind, heals our, heals our soul. It's used when God heals the water, when God heals the nations. You see that a lot in the Old Testament. When he built the altar. I'm going to wait. I'm a teacher. I can just wait. Can. <laughs> we can't go to recess till we're done with this, right? Okay. Um, so he's our healer. Okay, he's our restorer. Who's been healed? Who's been restored? Amen, 100%. Um, the next one is Jehovah Nisi, N-I-S-S-I. -S -S -I. Anybody know what that one is? Banner, yes. It's the Lord, my banner, B-A-N-N-E-R. Um comes from Exodus 17. Um, Moses actually used this word back when they were um, in the wilderness and they had just won a battle against the Amalekites. Um, if you remember the story, God said, lift up your hands, Moses. And as long as his hands were lifted up, they were winning. And Joshua came along and kind of held it up for him. Okay. Um, so Jehovah Nisi means our banner. So after they won that battle, they built an altar, and Moses called the altar Jehovah Nisi to him. Um, so it talks about God's protection and his power. Um, I think of a banner like a flag, so it gives us our identity. Um, and it's a reminder that God fights for us. Um, when I was researching I guess back then, and I kind of remember this from, like, old movies, um, banners weren't necessarily always flags, but they were metal plates that were put on, like, big poles. So if you've ever seen, like, an old movie with, like, a big pole and, like, a, like an emblem, almost like a, like a shield, like a, um, like, I don't know, like a coat of arms or something like that. And they would hold it up in front of the army, and they'd hold it up high, so that it could be seen from far away. So if there's people, your enemies looking at you, they see, oh, man, they've got that thing up there. So they're under that covering. So we're not going to mess with them. So that's what God is for us. He's our covering. He's our protection. Um, he goes before us. And we're, we're on his team, right? We're all united. That's Jehovah Nisi. Um, the next one, Jehovah or Yahweh Shalom. And I put a little asterisk here because this is not actually one of God's names. It's more one of his titles. Um, what does Shalom mean? Peace. Um, it comes from Judges 6.24. It means the Lord is peace. And peace means wholeness, 
completeness, safety, wellness, or the finished work. So that's all that God is for us. And, of course, who's the Prince of Peace? Jesus. Um, so when people say shalom, it's a greeting. What they're actually saying, and I love this, um, be whole in every way. Be fulfilled. Be satisfied. Be prosperous. Be healthy. Have peace with yourself, with others, and with God. Um, so it's just um, it blows my mind, like, all the things God does for us, right? We don't have to just pick one. If we had to pick one, I think I might pick this one. But we don't. We get all of it, which is just amazing. God is so good. Okay, the next one. Huh. Yahweh Isabeth. Isabeth. That one. Okay. <laughs> Comes from Deuteronomy 17 and 1 Samuel 17. Um, remember David and Goliath when little David said, I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. That's what he said. That's what he said. It means the Lord of hosts. God rules everything. He rules nature. He rules nations. He rules angels. He rules heaven. He rules hell. He runs, he, he runs everything. He's the Lord of hosts. Um, it's used 240 times. And in the New Testament, it's translated as Lord Almighty. So, like, he's, he's God. <laughs> he's over everything. Yahweh, that one, <laughs> is, a, is a Beth. Okay. Turn it over. So remember, Yahweh is God, the God who rules everything, the God who heals, the God who is our banner, the God who is our peace. Um... Yahweh Tesuri means the Lord is my rock. And we see that throughout the Psalms, specifically in Psalm 144. So a rock is um, firm, it's unchanging, it's a shelter, it's our safety, it's our shade. Um, it's our protection. It's our foundation. Um, the New Testament, Jesus is the cornerstone. Okay? So, to sir, where this comes from, is a Hebrew noun that means a rock or a stone. And in Greek, so the Old Testament is in Hebrew and the New Testament is in Greek. Um, in Greek, the word for stone or rock is Petra. And Greg, I know you'll like that one. So Peter is the rock, right? Petra. Again, old 80s music. Yeah, okay. Who knows who Petra is? Please, somebody raise your hand. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> Yay, old people. Okay. <laughs> oh, good. It's a Christian rock band, you guys. You should go look it up. 
All right. Um, Yahweh Roy. So we used Roy in the beginning. This is a different one. Yahweh Roy. Psalm 23 is a big hint, you guys. What do you think? The Lord is my shepherd. Yeah. And the Bible does a good job about relating to us. And back then, a lot of people were shepherds. So um, this talks about God as keeping us together, keeping us safe, keeping us fed, keeping us protected. Um, and Jesus, of course, is the good shepherd. So I love this. Like all this Old Testament stuff goes right into the New Testament. It's just one big, um, it's one big book. It's one big story. It's not separate. Jesus is really the fulfillment of all of this stuff in one person, right, which is amazing. Okay, the next one is Adonai or Adonai. And this means Lord, Master, or Owner. And this was a word that was only used for people. Um, it's used 300 times. So Adon is the word, and Adonai is the plural of Adon, meaning he is the king of kings, he's the lord of lords, he's the master of masters, right? Um People who use Adonai, um, it means my Lord. And the Greek word for this is Kyrios. K-Y-R-I-O-S. So Adonai. And I believe this is what Jesus called out when he was on the cross. So God is our master. Um, he's our owner. He's our Lord. We can't just follow him and do what we want. We belong to him. And the last one is um, Kedash Yisrael. And that's from Exodus 3.5. And that means the Holy One of Israel. I-S-R-A-E-L is Israel. So when Moses was in the desert and God said, take off your shoes because you're on holy ground, this is what he said. I'm holy. Um. Leviticus 19, God says, be holy as I am holy. And he, God told Moses to tell his people the same thing. And the Bible tells us to do the same thing. Um, get God's character, his essence is holy. Like we can't go near him. We can't touch him. Um, he's just holy. He can't be in the presence of sin. Um, so without Jesus, we couldn't get to him at all. Um, we see it a lot in the Old Testament. We see it a lot in the prophets. So like Isaiah and stuff uses this word a lot. It's a lot in the Psalms. 
And it's a lot in Job, again. So this just means the Holy One of Israel. So on top of all these amazing things that God is for us, he's holy. And Jesus tells us to be holy and hate what is not holy, um, which I know I could do better at. We should be obviously different. So, um, hopefully, understanding God's names will help us understand who he is. Um, And again, this is not a complete list. This book, I had to stop. And I mean, it was a long list anyway, but I had to stop. But there's like so many cool books, cool names in here. And those aren't even the names of Jesus, you guys. Um, There's 200 names at least of Jesus. I haven't even touched that. So, um, Next time. There you go. Um, so I would say, I, I do this when I remember, use these names when you pray. You know, God obviously knows who he is, but it reminds us who he is. Like, hey, God, you're our healer. You're Jehovah Rapha. Please heal us. Hey, God, you're Jehovah Jireh. You know, please provide for this. Um, you're our banner. You're our peace. Um, it's not, this is not dependent on you. It doesn't matter if you're had a good day or a bad day, or believe in God or don't believe in God, it doesn't matter. This is who God is. Um, so knowing that should give us confidence to pray and to live as God's kids, that this is, this is who we serve, and there's power in his name. So I would encourage you, if you have something going on where you need something, he's Jehovah Jireh. You know, we don't tell God what to do because God is almighty. But he told us he's the provider, right? So we can pray confidently like that. Um, And again, like any relationship, if you have friends, hopefully you know something about your friends. Hopefully you know your friends' names. Like, duh, right? (laughs) Um, But the more we know about God, the closer we will be to him. And I know when I was studying this, I'm like, wow, wow. Like everything, it just kept getting better and better. Um, so like I said, there's a lot more to it. I just kind of scratched the surface of who God is. I feel like um, theology studying God is really important because especially in the last days, the Bible says that there's some, some teachings out there that are not right. And you have to know the right to know what the wrong is. Um, and this morning, um, something really kind of hit me hard where the jealous God, which one's that one? Um, Elkanah, the consuming fire, the jealous God. Um, God wants all of us. If somebody's telling you God can be, that Jesus can be part of an array of things in your life and just throw him into the soup. That's not the true God, okay? There's a lot of religions out there that just throw him in with other things. That's not the true God. Um, So just hopefully that encourages you. And P.S., we know that God is Jesus, right? And God is the Holy Spirit, right? Three in one. So... If 
anyone teaches you or you get around a place where the Holy Spirit does things that doesn't line up with this or with Jesus, I would be really careful. Um, don't just go by it feels good. Don't go by everybody's going there. Don't go by um, it makes me feel good. Go by the word. Okay, and God's word is, is going to be solid. Um, I heard one time that it doesn't matter how high you jump as long as you land on your feet. So, yes, be excited about God. Be like, go do all the awesome God things, but make sure that you're basing it on the truth. Okay, so that's why I wanted to bring theology to you guys today. Um, and if you missed anything, I have a, a filled up one up here. Um, really quick, I know we want to go home, but does anybody have a testimony? Like, quick, quick, like, God was this for me this time. Like, my click, click story. Maybe to encourage each other. Okay. Okay. Sure. <laughs> 